If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And wow, we're in the deep freeze at the moment. And, uh, you know, as I'm recording this, what they call the weather bomb has been heading up the east coast of the U.S. and heading into Canada. And I do understand that uh, you folks down in Florida have had some snow. And I was uh, watching on TV this morning a lady saying, this is the first time I've ever seen this white stuff and it's the last time I want to. I think she enjoyed it, but it was just, it was a cold. Clearly, that was causing her some issues. And I'll tell you something, it's going to be causing me some issues if it carries on being cold down there for the month of February as, as I head down to Carabelle Beach uh, to spend some time, hopefully, in the warmth for a month. But we shall see. See, it's another few weeks to go yet. So hopefully the uh, the temperature will tip over into some more positive figures by then. So I was out doing some Boxing Day shopping or Boxing Week shopping the other day. And we went into Best Buy and I was buying, buying a new laptop. We were looking at televisions and uh, a new router, you know, usual sorts of stuff. And I wandered around the home automation aisle. And it was just amazing. I was like a kid in a candy store. All this stuff that you can buy now that makes running your home automatic, I guess, or at the push of a button or at the sound of your voice. And of course, I mentioned on last week's episode that we had got a Google Home for Christmas and I'm so used to getting up in the morning now and saying, hey, Google, tune into whatever Spotify um, playlist that I'm wanting to listen to, whatever my mood is. And hey, Google, what's the weather like? And hey, Google, can you tell me what half a pound of butter is in cups or grams? I'm just getting the instant response. And it got me thinking that you know, was this being lazy? And I thought, no, of course it's not being lazy because all that information or all those things I wanted to do, I would sit down at my laptop and or use my tablet and just tap it out until I got what I wanted to play on the radio or looked at the weather forecast or checked out a, a, a recipe, a recipe book or a, a, a cookery site so that I could see what the uh, conversion rates were. Usually I look at technology and think that it actually takes up more time than it was meant to save. But with this, I think that, yes, it is a time saver. And it it took me back to a conversation that I had with Alex Nigg from Properly uh, when we were in uh, Orlando for the VRMA conference. And Alex has been, he's been a great proponent for home automation for a long, long time. And I'd sort of sat there while, I, while he was talking about it and thought, yeah, this is, this is great, but I'm not sure I'm ready for this yet. So after wandering down this aisle in Best Buy, I decided that, yes, I am ready for this, but I don't know where to start. 
how do you bring all this stuff together? So I thought, well, the only way to learn about it is to ask an expert. So I'm pleased to have on the show today, Sean Miller, who is the president of Point Central. And Point Central provides solutions for home automation. So who better to ask than somebody who really knows his stuff? So without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with Sean Miller. And he's going to tell me everything about home automation and how it's all going to hang together. So I'm delighted to have with me today, Sean Miller, who is a president of Point Central. Hi, Sean. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm very good. Absolutely freezing up here in Ontario. And you are where? I'm in uh, Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. Definitely not freezing down there then. (laughs) Definitely not freezing. If it was freezing here, we'd have a big problem. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I I just mentioned in the introduction that our... uh, our, uh, Friends in Florida have, have had a bit of a, a, a rude awakening the last couple of days um, with with freezing rain and snow. Yes, they have. Uh, the, the East Coast is getting a little bit of a seasonal cold spell, it feels like, and uh, our friends down in Florida are probably getting more than what they consider their fair share. <laughs> yeah, I just laugh at that. <laughs> no, you guys don't know cold until you come up north, and I know you are. You are... Um, you have experience of that from from your days in Chicago, so so I know you're aware of what it what it what it can be like. Yes, there was a day in my past where my blood was a little bit thicker than it is today. <laughs> um, Sean, you are you're president of Point Central. Tell us a little bit about what Point Central is, what it does, and and how you got to be doing what you're doing. Great. So Point Central, we're the leading provider of enterprise scale home automation solutions to property managers. We've been in business for about five years now. And we're actually a subsidiary of a larger public company called Alarm.com. For any of the listeners who may have an Alarm.com system in their individual home, they know it's uh, a security and home automation system for an individual home. What Point Central did was we took the core technology that the Alarm.com system was built on and then built it into, when we say an enterprise-grade solution, we built a home automation platform designed specifically for property managers to help make their lives easier as well as to help enhance the experience of their guests when they're in their rental homes. And how's that been doing? Because I, you know, I, I am just blown away by the speed of, of technological change. I go back to time. I remember my television back in, the, back in England. We had two channels and, and we used expressions like, can you turn it over? Can you switch it over? Which meant you change from one channel to another. And people nowadays wouldn't, you know, if I, I said, can you switch, switch it over? If I was talking to one of my kids while they were watching TV, they wouldn't have a clue what, um, <laughs> what, I, was, what I was meaning. We used to say, what's on the other side? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so change happened slowly over that period of time. We went from black and white to color TV and then to um, Betamax and video and then DVDs. So, but it happened really, really slowly. It, it's just increasing in speed, and I'm overwhelmed by this. So, I'm hoping that uh, that you are going to help me out in this whole home automation thing, um, <laughs> and explain it in in layman's terms for me, because I know that you you have been dealing predominantly with the larger property managers. 
but I'm also aware that uh, that you create systems for systems are created also for um, individual independent owners, just the, the the rent by owner, and and of course there's there's millions of those coming on board the vacation rental or coming into the vacation rental industry every week. I'm, I mean, millions every week. Maybe that's a bit much, but there's there's a lot of people who are signing up now to rent out their homes. So you going to help me with this? Yeah, happy. When we first started, um, we primarily worked with larger property managers um, because we that, that was the way we were originally structured to be able to help um, make them successful, right? They had teams of maintenance staff and other people that once we trained them, we knew they could replicate and use the system. As we've developed over the last couple of years, we've built internal processes and training documents and videos that help the smaller and individual property managers use the same system to drive the same efficiencies in the properties they manage. Um, so we've we've just, you know, over time, just made that more available and make more efforts into making sure people understand that our system um, today is being used by people who manage one property and our largest property managers manage tens of thousands of properties using the same system across it. Um, so th- that at a core is not necessarily a change in the product, but just uh, an evolution of how we've made the product uh, driv- driven awareness to property managers of all types. At at its core, um, your know, home automation and IoT, Internet of Things technology can I can definitely understand how, to your analogy of TV, it can be a little intimidating. Things are changing today faster than they did before. I like your your joke about television to my young daughters. If I they think the remote control is now speaking to their Amazon Alexa. Uh, when I was their age, I was the remote control when my grandparents simply told me to stand up and go change the channel for them. So, um, it, you know, things change, but there's a lot of hype around IoT. And, and while there's some technology that is, or some products that are trying to be leading edge on what they're applying, a lot of the technology that Point Central provides to our customers is um, technology that's been out there a little bit longer, things like water sensors, cameras, et cetera. The, the real innovation isn't necessarily in the hardware, but it's in the software. It's how our system connects all those devices together for the property manager to easily see them. It's how the backend software analyzes what's going on and provides relevant, relevant notifications to the property manager or integrates with, um, say, VRBO to automatically send codes and adjust temperatures for guests or send any notifications to the property manager when something doesn't happen the way they sort of intended it to. Let's come back to the the basics then. Let, let, let's just, I, I know we're going to talk about, you know, how it how it all hangs together, but uh, I just want to talk about some of the things that home automation can do. As I was just mentioning to you in my pre-chat, in, in our pre-chat before I started recording this, I was in Best Buy yesterday and down that home automation aisle. And I, I don't very often go, you know, I, I buy most of my stuff online. It's very rare that I actually get out into a store so I was like a kid in a candy store, particularly with this one piece of equipment that fires treats at your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you're out for the day, um, you can just, you if, if you think that, you know, you, you just want to give your dog a treat, you can just use the app on your iPhone and, and it will fire out a couple of treats for your dog. That was just, I, that blew me away. I, th- I think what I'm saying is that there was just so much there. It was confusing. If we come back to the sort of vacation rentals, what are the types mm-hmm. of things that can be automated in in a home now that, that couldn't be, let's say, three years ago? 
when, we, when a property manager comes to us, what we typically see at first is there's two general buckets where you can apply home automation technology. There's improving operations for the property manager and then uh, enhancing the experience for the guest. Typically, we see property managers at first start with, how do you just help make my life easier? How do you enhance my operations today? The services we offer that do that. Um, access is a big one. So door locks that have a keypad uh, allow property managers to get rid of physical keys so they're not worried about keys that aren't there when a guest shows up, keys that aren't there when uh, maintenance or cleaning staff is there, keys that, say, get lost, get copied, and provide present security risks. Um, also, this digital keypad provides an audit trail so that a property manager knows who accessed the property when, um, depending on the type of, you know, when they create a user type, say a cleaner, they can set up that user to only have access on certain days at certain times automatically. So they're not sitting there having to manually manage who can access the property when they set it up and create it once and the system just manages it for them. Um, the next one would be HVAC. Uh, so thermostats, a thermostat that when a property is rented, allows the guest full control and can even precondition the home before the guests arrive. So it is the right temp, but does so at a moderate pace. So it, it's energy efficient and saves the property owner money um, while at the same time keeping the guests happy. But then when it goes unoccupied, that thermostat will automatically shift into a mode where it'll still keep it at a, a safe temp, um, but but potentially a little bit warmer, cooler than when a guest is there, and also will prevent any maintenance staff or cleaning staff from changing the temp. If it notices someone tries to change a temp, it'll reset it to whatever uh, unoccupied temperature the property manager wants. And then the last bucket of operational efficiency that we see property managers really start at first would be what we call property awareness. And these are things like simple sensors that go around doors or windows so they know if a door or window was left open or say if a patio door is open in the summer at the same time the air conditioner is on full blast, the system can see that and shut down the air conditioner until the proper, until the patio door is closed. There's also water sensors that could be with um, small device about the size of a domino with a, a long tail behind it. You can, say, leave the sensor around a water heater or potentially around a couple faucets just to sense if there's a leak. You know about it right when it starts and the property manager can take care of it versus a leak maybe developing over a couple of weeks when a property is unrented. Uh, and then finally, we have exterior cameras, so driveway cameras and doorbell cameras that allow a property manager, again, in an occupied home, to see when the guest arrives, um, make sure that only the number of guests arrived that they expected. We've had property managers who you know, think they're renting a home to four people in two cars, and suddenly you know, 12 people in five cars will be in the driveway, and that can sometimes uh, uh, annoy neighbors. So the, these cameras allow them to see who's actually arriving. And then when the property's unoccupied, it also allows them to keep an eye on the property if there's a a car in the driver that shouldn't be there, they can get a notification or or check in really quick and see which car that is. So those are the that access, HVAC, and property awareness are where we see property managers typically start because those things help make their business more efficient. Uh, and then once they become comfortable with the tech, the next enhancement is usually things that help improve the experience of the guest. Um, these can be things like lighting controls. So a light switch that will turn a porch light on and off automatically, uh, say at dusk and adjust throughout the year, so that if a guest happens to show up later, 
they're they're welcomed home. Or you mentioned the Google Home voice assistants are something that have grown uh, rapidly, um, where people can now walk into this connected apart this connected residence um, and use the voice assistant to not only check their local weather, find things to do, but also ask the unit to say lock the door for them as they're going to bed for the evening or adjust the temperature without having to walk over to the thermostat and uh, just make sure they can still enjoy time with their family while they're on the vacation uh, and making the technology sort of quiet in the background and easy to use. I, I noticed on a, on a blog post that you have on Point Central, um, it, was, it was talking about hotels, in fact, and it had this, you know, the, 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 it mentioned that hotel guests typically would take 12, around 12 minutes to um, to work out all the, the the heat or the coolness or whatever in their hotel room because um, hotels are seem to be moving a little bit faster than vacation homes in automating you know 12 minutes doesn't seem a lot perhaps but it can be frustrating I know mm-hmm. to guests when when they go into a property and perhaps you know they walk in the door in, in the middle of winter like we, I mean we had some guests at a property. Um, this past week, the owner had failed to turn the heat up. So when they got into the property, it was, I'm going to say 55, yeah, 55 degrees. And they had to get that heat turned up pretty fast. So, so I can certainly see how how this would improve the guest experience. Yeah, well, saving the guest time, it saves the owner's money because if a guest has to turn the heat from 50 to 75 in a short amount of time, that's going to use much more energy than if it was a much more gradual increase, say done over time, it puts more stress on the system. Um, at the end of the day, right, as, as being a host, as a property manager, we want to make sure the guests, when they arrive, get as comfortable as quickly as possible because that helps them enjoy their experience, which helps them return, tell more people about it, et cetera. So the core of all this technology, while there's there's flash and glitz to a lot of things. What we've done at Point Central is try to take all that down and say, okay, how do we make these useful tools to help property managers run their businesses more efficiently and, and make guests happier? And um, so far, our, 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 the, par- the property managers we've partnered with have been uh, great advocates, and we think we're, we're, we're excited about where this can continue to go. How does it all hang together? Because I think that that's something that I, th- I thought of yesterday when I was – I was in that aisle in Best Buy and I was looking at um, light bulbs. That was something else that came to me. Is this the death of the, the, um, the, the dimmer switch on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now we have the light bulb that you can dim and, and create your mood just from, from your voice, using your voice. How does it all hang together? Is there some sort of hub? You know, is there one place that it's done from? I know with, um, let's say, the Nest system, my son, Mike, uses, he has, the Nest, has a Nest system within his property. So he, he's able to, you know, unlock the door, lock the door, manage the lights, manage the thermostats. Um, is, 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 it, is it all similar to that? Yeah, so our system, again, designed... Um, to be easy to use, but also secure and reliable. So the core of our system at any home is a hub. Um, That hub uses a communication protocol called Z-Wave to talk to all the devices in the home. Um, The beauty about Z-Wave versus Wi-Fi is first Z-Wave is, um, you may hear the term, it's a a mesh network. So the devices all bounce the signal off one another versus Wi-Fi is a point-to-point. So if a router's in the center of the home and something's in the corner, it's got a longer distance 
you know, it's got to travel a line of sight between the router and the device. Um, so we use Z-Wave. Um, that Z-Wave allows that Z-Wave protocol allows every device when it communicates back to our hub, uh, we encrypt the data back to the hub. Our hub then uses a cellular connection to get the data from the home out to our cloud. Um, now, the reason we use cellular is a, is a couple fold. First, from a reliability standpoint, in North America, the last statistic um, that Cisco put out was that still 43% of households every have an uh, internet outage of an hour or more every month. Um, so we use cellular because the, re the reality is Murphy's Law would be that outage, part of that outage would happen right when you're trying to send or when guest codes are being sent, right? And so we don't want to have a, uh, again, trying to drive a good experience. So cellular allows us to have a reliable connection to and from the hub. It also allows us, again, to maintain that security protocol. So while we're encrypting the device information from the device to the hub, we then encrypt it again over the cellular network to our cloud. Uh, and then our cloud infrastructure infrastructure is um, what they'd say hardened. So it's we designed it in a way where that it is resistant to people trying to hack into it. We also have policies in place to protect um, all the information so that's not personally identifiable. We don't use it. We don't, you know, say uh, sell it or use it for advertising or anything like that, that sometimes other companies may or may not be involved in. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we treat it as this, this information is important to our, to the guests and to the property manager. So we want to be good stewards of that and make sure that it's used in a way to, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's the core of our system is this, this cellular hub that's sort of connecting to everything in the home and then providing the reliable communication back and forth between the, the cloud. That surprised me because I, in, in my head, I'm thinking it, it all has to be connected via the internet. It, it is over the internet, just we're providing the internet via cellular connection. So like you'd see on okay. your cell phone versus the internet coming through your local. But versus it coming into the house and out, out via a, a router. A router over yeah. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi also has still some, um, you know, if you Google search Wi-Fi security issues, um, Wi-Fi is quick and easy to connect to, but there's pros and cons to being quick and easy to connect to. So it's great for things like Netflix. You can get really fast speeds and stream stuff. And if you know someone taps into my Netflix uh, stream, I, I probably don't care so much about it. If someone taps into my uh, connection to my lock or my thermostat, I'm, I'm a little more worried. And so by providing a cellular Z-Wave connection, we're able to maintain a much higher security to the device than using um, something like Wi-Fi and broadband internet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if, if I have some, many of my listeners are, are just independent owners. They perhaps manage one property or maybe they manage you know, um, up to five or ten as a, as a small manager. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from more um, Airbnb-style property managers that are taking on board. Um, not sure how to put this. But how can they get something set up for all their properties or, or just an individual? If they go to our website at pointcentral.com, they could see some videos and information on how the system works. And if they're interested right there, they would. Uh, there's a button they could click. Uh, it's not as simple as a buy now. We want to make sure we talk to a few people and just be there to answer any questions. But if they if they talk to one of our staff and they're they're ready to buy the system, they could buy a system. Um, that core a core system that hits on some of those. Um, 
areas we've talked about at the beginning that property managers see benefit and access thermostat. Um, those are the two ones that we see usually the biggest benefit for a property manager from a core system. That's the hub, a lock and a thermostat to hit those needs, uh, runs about $600 and then $20 a month for the cellular service, um, fee. And so the person, the property manager can purchase that. Um, and then we'd provide them, you know, links to a couple short videos on how to get everything set up and installed. The good news is the door lock replaces a standard deadbolt. The thermostat replaces a standard thermostat and the hub literally plugs into a wall outlet and then boots itself up to the cellular network. So typically setup installation takes anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes. Um, if someone just doesn't have the time to do it, you know, if they have a remote property, we do have partnerships with installation teams that can go out and actually do the installation and set up for uh, about $150. And, and then once it's set up, um, they're good to go. They're able to log in, use the system, set up the initial configuration. We have a team, um, we have a dedicated support team that if they have a question, they can call in and the team would help them. We also have a dedicated, uh, what we'll call a, a property manager site or a dealer site that when they go in, there's knowledge bases and FAQs. And if they want to get into really deep levels of the system, there's training modules on how to do so, but they can realistically be up and running it with the system from when the box first arrives to using it within an hour. It takes me a little bit longer to uh, to get the hang of something. Um, yes, I just had a, a water softener, a new water softener and a um, water um, drinking water uh, reverse osmosis system installed in my house this morning. Yeah, it took me a little bit longer than <laughs> the five minutes he said it would take to uh, explain the system. But however, however. You, um, <laughs> I, I, you definitely won't be using every feature of the system. But again, when we, what we've seen in property managers, just to be able to control access and control the thermostat, those are just rules in our system. Once you set up the initial rule, the system sort of self-manages it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's relatively easy to get up and going there. And then we do, besides the initial training, and then obviously you get access to all the training going forward. We also do webinars every month um, to help answer questions or um, get people in a forum where there's other property managers their peers and they, f they feel maybe a little comfortable asking questions or building off one another so that they can sort of, you know, explore and learn the system more and more at their own pace and feel comfortable doing so. We want to make sure people see value of it. So we do, we provide several ways for people to continue to evolve with the system and learn about new features we're adding uh, and how to better use the system. Well, it all sounds great. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people are, are moving to at the moment. I was surprised when I, I saw, uh, again, on your website, um, a stat 56% of households currently own a voice-enabled smart home device. Yeah. that uh, So voice assistants have been out for about three years now. And in those three years now, there's uh, the last number is about 32 million people use one every month. Um, so back to our the way we started, Heather, when the pace of change of technology um, – I saw an interesting slide that showed, you know, how fast things have changed from electricity adoption to then the telephone, then the TV, and then the mobile phone, and then the internet. And, you know, now it's not uncommon to see things like, you know, the voice assistants where people are still barely learning about them, but yet they've achieved pretty high adoption in those who learned about them just 12 months ago. Um, so technology is evolving quickly, but 
the right technology that shows someone how to use it and is easy to use and, and shows clear value, um, you know, you're seeing those technologies grow in adoption quickly. So it's, it's definitely an exciting time. So, so what's to come, Sean? It's changing so rapidly. And, and things that we're buying to, today are become, may, may be obsolete in a couple of years instead of the 20 years we'd normally expect, we used to expect something to, to last before technology um, advanced. So, you know, what can we expect, do you think, in the next, next five years? Yep. So I, th- I think that's a fair concern, but I think you can sort of b- uh, bifurcate that risk a little bit into a flashier technology. So I'm going to use your example of the colored light bulbs. Um, you know, mood setting bulbs or colored bulbs, while those will continue to evolve and you'll get you know, better colors out of the bulb. So a bulb you buy today uh, may feel obsolete in three years. Again, oh, oh, in our case, a water sensor is going to be a water sensor three years from now. Where we see the evolution for property managers is less about, less in the flashy tech, but more in the, the, the standard te- hardware out there and how the backend software is becoming smarter. So we invest as being a part of alarm.com, we have 5 million total households running our software between point central and alarm.com. And by doing that, we're able to really provide, we're working on providing the next level of analytics that I think will truly bring smart to home automation. And what I mean by that is take, for example, the first piece we've been rolling out is an analytics program on our thermostat. So where the thermostat say, um, We'll pick a city, uh, pick Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona in the summertime. We may have 10,000 homes running our system in Phoenix. And we know in the summertime in Phoenix, it may take two hours for a house to cool four degrees. If we notice suddenly that a property manager system takes six hours to cool two degrees, we can, we can provide a notification to them so they see that. And then they can also access the data by logging into the system and see, well, here was the set point. How long did it take to get there? And what was the curve? That information, while maybe not useful to that property manager, they can send it to their HVAC guy. They, that person can look at it and quickly probably understand, oh, I need to go change a filter. Oh, this is a compressor I need to tune up. And essentially help the property manager take care of their property, be more proactive in taking care of the property so they can address problems when they're still small before they become big issues. And again, also help prevent the guests from having a bad experience because you don't want a guest checking into a home in Phoenix in the summer and suddenly the air conditioner stops working. Um, that's not only an expensive uh, proposition uh, at the moment, but it will have lingering effects because that guest probably won't, won't will not be sharing a positive review <laughs> of their time at that house. So really, when, you know, looking at analytics and how can we help, again, look at that data and, and provide the information back to the property manager that helps them make better decisions. That's one area that we're really excited about. Um, and then we've talked a little bit about it, but voice, voice is another one, another fun one uh, where a voice versus using an app at the guest level, voice is just more natural. People enjoy it. When I'm on vacation, I probably definitely don't want to necessarily be using a new app or downloading a new app. So the fact that I can just walk into a home and there's a voice assistant there that allows me to you know, order food, check local things to do and also control the home while I'm in it all natural without me having to really learn how to do it um, can help just make my overall experience on vacation better. So I'm really excited how voice continues to be more accurate and also provide just more services that essentially make it a concierge in the home for the guest. 
Yeah, it was, uh, there was, there's an interesting, I, I don't know if you follow Matt Landau's vacation rental marketing blog at all. Uh, I, I do. Yeah, there was a, an article published yesterday by Wes Melton from um, smokymountains.com where he talks about the death of the property manager. Death of the property manager in terms of the traditional property manager and, and the fact that in days gone by, let's say two years ago, <laughs> property managers could differentiate themselves by having all the bells and whistles and making sure the property was absolutely immaculate and providing a few special touches. But nowadays, guests expect all these things to be there as a standard. So what property managers now have to do is to get more involved in the guest experience so they're experience managers rather than property managers. But are mm -hmm. we going to be moving to a point where there is no need for an experience manager, as in a person, because automation has taken over that role as well? I mean, my personal opinion on this is uh, totally agreeing the evolution of technology is hopefully helping the property manager less manage the property and more manage experience. Um, I don't necessarily see automation or technology replacing how the property manager helps with the experience because there's a there's a human touch to that, right? There's there's a property manager who does see their guests, who knows their markets. And while we may be, be able to provide some data to help them make more informed decisions, um, they're still the ones at the end of the day that see that see everything and have to make those decisions. And I think, you know, software at the end of the day just won't be there yet to, to replace it. It should help augment it. It should help make the property manager more efficient and also hopefully help make the property not just more efficient in terms of saving them, but more efficient in terms of how do they better serve guests without necessarily pulling their hair out. Um, and that's, that's when I talk to property managers who love the business and been in for a while, they do love the experience. They love putting a smile on guest face, but guests can sometimes be needy or want, um, unique things. And so a lot, having technology that can help them anticipate that or minimize um, unneeded um, time saps, I think will just help deliver better experiences on both sides of the coin to the property manager and to the guests. Yes. Well, I hope so. Because as a property manager myself, I don't want to see my, my job um, disappearing um, <laughs> and, and being taken over by technology alone. Uh, and yeah, I agree. It's the, the, the human touch, I believe, will still be just as 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 important um so you know long long may property management last and long may technology continue to advance because uh, it's it's certainly very exciting isn't it it must be exciting for you to be in this field it's very exciting for me on a personal side i, I use this term affectionately i'm a geek i've always been a geek um and so i love being around a space where um the technology is evolving i get evolving but evolving in a way not just for flash but where i can see actual benefit to the people we're we're working with and serving right so i when i see property managers that have gone from um you know one i'm uh, two examples come to mind i had one a little bit larger of a property manager went from check-in day being a long line out of front door to a virtually silent day because guests are going right to the property already with the access code and you know in their email inbox and it just helped, again, that property manager shift from managing that workload to now how do they make sure when the guests arrive that there was 
you know, a bottle of wine waiting for them or a recommendation on some things to do so that that guest had a great experience and continually came back and recommended them to their friends. Or I, we had one property manager recently, a smaller property manager actually managed uh, just a couple of their own personal properties, had an issue come up where a guest uh, had used, you know, had checked into the home, stayed for the length of their book stay, left, and then after the stay, it told their credit card company that they actually did not stay at the property and that they wanted a refund. Well, the property manager was able to log into our system and look at the event history and then sent that information to the credit card company saying, no, look, this code was uniquely tied to this reservation and this person. And you can see it, it was used on day of check-in throughout the stay until they left. So they were there. And that helped that property manager um, fight that, that uh, let's call it a, a soft fraud case uh, that came against them. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited when I see the technology evolve and, and be able to provide those types of benefits to the people we work with and um, just helps make it all worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, it's been great, uh, great talking to you. And um, I'm going to be putting all the information on Point Central in the show notes so that if anybody uh, uh, wants to check that out, go and have a look at the blog post. There's some really interesting blog posts on there um, and, uh, and can connect with you and your team um, if, if they're interested in, in um, getting more information. So is there anything else you want to add? No, uh, Heather, it's been great talking with you. I appreciate the opportunity to have this chat and uh, uh, hopefully look forward to putting a face to the name at one of, uh, one of our vacation rental conferences this year. Hopefully we get to bump into one another. Well, I, well you were at VRMA in Orlando, right? I was. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> and well, I, well I then have, we'll have to make a... Yeah, next, next time... Um, you know, if you guys can get to the Vacation Rental Success Summit, I know um, you'd, you'd be very well received by the audience there. Uh, otherwise, we'll probably bump into you at, uh, at a VRMA conference somewhere. That sounds good. I'm, I'm 6'6", so I'm pretty easy to bump into. So I look forward <laughs> to doing so. Okay, well, I'll look forward to that, Sean. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for joining me today. Likewise. Thank you, Heather. Well, a great thank you to Sean Miller from Point Central for joining me and talking about home automation. Uh, it was inter interesting. I was, I was going to mention that at the end of the home automation aisle in Best Buy, I came across the record players, you know, the old pick up your vinyl and put it on a, you know, put the needle on it type record player. So... You know, the old is beginning to come back. I'd quite like to have that TV back that only had two channels. And when it was the BBC and the ITV, they were very, very good. And now with the gazillion channels of rubbish that we have now, I sometimes hanker back to those old days of turning it over to the other side. So on that note, I will end this for today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure being with you and uh, look forward to talking with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 